I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2. This week, I am joined by none other than singer, songwriter, and Grammy Award winner. It's Camille, everybody. Thank you for having me. This is such an honor. As I was just saying, because I was literally going to Vicky, guys, before we started recording, how much I love her and I'm obsessed with her. I think we all are obsessed with you. You're so nice, mate. Thank you for having me. No, honestly, babe, it's me. It's my pleasure. Honestly, I'm so excited. I've just got to compliment you. I like your little background here. This is cute. (laughs) Okay, well, I'm currently in my PR company's office, and they have literally. (laughs) The best because do you know why I'm juggling so many things, guys? I've come to London for some meetings and it's just a juggling act as we'll get into having a yeah. baby, meetings, doing podcasts like this, which is such an incredible opportunity. You have to juggle. So yeah. I've come here and I've managed to get in here and do this podcast. And let's get into it. I'm so excited. But I know you've got fingers in loads of pies and loads of balls in the air and whatever other euphemisms I can use. But honestly, mate, you look incredible and you're doing great. So take take a moment for yourself to appreciate that. My Thank pleasure. Thank you, Look at your skin. What are you using on your skin at the moment? But honestly, I, I don't I don't even know what to tell you because I normally really struggle. I think I'm being held together by like positive thoughts and just prayers at the Hell moment. I, yeah, I'm so tired, mate. If you see her skin, it's ridiculous. You look so good. Oh, no, good. come on. I have, do you know what? I'm getting, I've put the heating on for the first time this year and that's probably what it is. It's just making us look all like rosy-cheeked and glowy. I could listen to you mm-hmm. give me nice compliments all day though, so don't stop. <laughs> I am a huge fan, though, so I will compliment you probably a hundred times through this. Lass. You're just the realest person I've ever met. I feel like I literally go on your Instagram when I need, like, an uplift. Seriously, you're that person for me. Honestly, honestly, you really, really are, and I just love it. I love when you lose weight. I love when you put on weight. I love when you are yourself. I love when you do bikini pics. I love when you're happy with your man. I just love it. I just love everything that you do. Me, honestly, I feel like whatever you can say about my Instagram, I can <laughs> I can give it to you back tenfold about your song. So like Elith was talking to me, producer was talking to us about all the songs you've wrote, and I was like, I fucking love that song. I was like, no, no, no. And when I heard out you wrote Mabel as well, I was like, whenever I've had a drink and I get I get in charge of putting on the YouTube, that's the first song I put on on the YouTube. <laughs> You'll call me up. It always is, and everyone's like, Yeah, guns again. And I'm like, it's my favorite. <laughs> honestly, oh, mate, please. I feel like you write such bangers and like they're just so my cup of tea so yeah I mean if we're if we're gonna suck each other off like I I can win <laughs> let's do I, it 
right? I can absolutely <laughs> win, babes. Um, but for everybody who is potentially been living under a rock, obviously introduce yourself a little bit, Camille. Like, tell us how you got started. Like, was songwriting always the goal, mate? Or was that kind of like a happy byproduct that you discovered when you were trying to be an artist yourself? It was, that's exactly what it was. It was a happy byproduct. I started off wanting to be an artist and I was kind of told at the beginning that it wasn't the right time for me. And also I think the kind of scope of the music industry when I started, there weren't many black females, I'd say, on like the stage, there just weren't. Yeah. Um, and I think it was kind of me feeling like maybe I wouldn't be welcomed, I wouldn't be accepted. So I thought, okay, let me just go through the songwriting route, which Worked kind of well for me. The first oh. song I ever wrote, kind of, <laughs> it was so sweet. The first song I ever wrote was The Saturdays, What About Us? And that went to number one with Shana Paul. I don't know if you remember that song. I, babe, I was listening to it before, <laughs> mate. And I was like, this was also a banger. And I can't believe I didn't realize you wrote it, mate. And like the music video is so cool and sassy and it all. Unreal, so mate. It was their first number one as well in their whole career. I think it was their only number one. So I think... That was an amazing moment for me. I then thought, okay, I can keep doing this for a while and just see how I go. I fell in love with it. And it's now come around that I'm now focusing on my artist stuff because it just feels like the right time now. So I've got to do both, which has been really fun. Really so, fun. So lovely. And it's nice that you have had, like, I, I think as well, like, you've probably paid your dues. You've proven yourself. Clearly, you can write songs. Clearly, like, you have that gift. But now I think it's definitely time to nurture your own passion. Yeah. And I, I think you're right. I think we all need to do that in life. I'm so bored of this whole thing of you only do one thing. I think that is so old school for me, that way of thinking. Like, I think if you want to change it up and do anything in your life, you should be able to. As long as you're, you know, being smart, you've got a head on your shoulders and you're willing yeah. to go for it and work hard. Why not? Like, why should anyone say you're just this because this is what you've done for the last five years? Like, yeah. no. And how do you feel about that jump, mate? Like, because obviously you found a real sweet spot for you, you know, like you've had incredible success as a songwriter. Does the thought of jumping into this, like, oh, me being front and centre, me being the focus, me being like, you know, main stage, does that fill you with a little bit of anxiety or are you just fucking buzzing? Like no, I absolutely love it. No, I absolutely love it. I just love being able to just connect to people and give people who I am. I think I've always been a bit of a... I mean, I was that little girl when I was six. You only go on holiday and you go to like a holiday restaurant and in the hotel and they bring up all the kids to dance on stage. That was literally me. Like, I am literally that girl. So I've always wanted to do this. I just haven't had the moment. And now I finally feel like it's my moment. So I'm ready. I'm not holding back at all. I want to share. I want to talk to people. I want to connect to people. I want to share my music, share my talent. I'm I'm ready. Oh, my God. I feel I feel like you're ready. I feel excited by <laughs> here. No, but no, that was like, I was like, she is like, she's so ready to go. So what do you, have you got, how does this process work then? Is it very similar to what you would do for other artists and stuff? Or do you have like this whole big bank of music that you've been saving for like, for, you know, keeping for best, you know, when you keep your clothes for best? I have, I have so much, although I'm constantly making music because I, I do make a lot of music. That's one thing about me, like everyone knows if I'm in the, if I'm in the studio with you, I probably make about five, six songs at least in a day. That's how I am. So if I get a moment at home to write stuff for me, like best believe I'm making loads. So I have enough for like at least probably about four albums worth, I would have thought. And it's just about me picking. Yeah. I have so much music and then I'm constantly making more and it changes every day what I want to make. 
But I love that. I think that's the one gift I have. So I'm just making sure I tap into that, always being creative and yeah, just having fun. It's so much fun making music. It's not hard for me. Like, I just love getting on a mic and singing stuff. And I know something cool should come out. I've done this long enough, Vicky, honestly. It's like, I kind of know what you guys want to hear at this point. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So, oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know what works, Last Jesus Christ. You've got Grammys. You've got number one hits. You've got number one albums. Like, if you if you don't know what works, fucking nobody does. Real. Like, my management told me the other day I've had, like, 34 platinum records. And I'm like, how does that even make it make sense? Please. Like, I don't even understand how this has happened. I just... Do you know what, if I'm honest, I stalk people a lot, just the same way I stalked you, your whole career. I stalk a lot of people and I get really obsessed. And then by the time I get in the studio with them, I'm telling them about their own boyfriend. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, no, but he did last year, we need to write about this. That's literally how I am. So I think that helps with when I'm then writing a song for you. But I don't know, I just love, it. I feel so lucky, Vicky. I feel so you lucky to see that. It. You can see. And I think like a grateful heart, like is a really, I don't know, it's a, what's it? It's a magnet for success, isn't it, mate? And you are doing just that. But that's so interesting, Cam. Like I never thought of that. When you're about to work with somebody and potentially say, for example, you haven't got an existing relationship, you know, do you have to like go away and be like, oh my God, when she was going out with so-and-so, it was rumoured that he kissed X, Y, and Z. When she, <laughs> like, do, do you have to go away and be a bit of a creep? Because I feel like that's the part of your job I'd absolutely love because I get well it's into so things. I get into the wormhole deep. <laughs> If you ever needed any help with the research bit, I could help you with the rabbit hole bit because I'm. You know what? It does help. It does help. It does help because I think you totally don't make an artist feel really comfortable. I think when artists get in the studio, they tend to feel really nervous because you're in a room full of people sometimes you don't know and it's your album. So you're having to kind of bear all. And it helps when someone in the room is going to make you feel comfortable. But at the same time, it can be good knowing and not knowing. Sometimes it's good to go in fresh. Sometimes it's good to go in and be like, I know your whole life story. Like, let's look at Little Mix, for example, who everyone knows I've written so many songs for at this point. Like, I know all of them so well. So I know what they want to say. Even working with Perry recently on her new solo material, I'm just like, we were talking about stuff that happened years ago that we both can confide in each other with. You know what I mean? We both had sons, we both got baby boys. So it's stuff like that that does help, I would say, knowing people really well. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
when you're doing something or at least collaborate, collaborating or whatever with something so like personal as writing music for them like having a nice relationship must help do you find you do your best work when you like the people and like you've got a good vibe with them oh definitely I say this all the time I'm not trying to be in a studio with anyone who's giving me bad vibes because why why are we here (laughs) if you don't want to be here I don't want to bloody be here do you know what I mean we just want to make good music so like yeah I definitely think making music is such a creative and emotive thing you have to be in a good vibe you have to be well fed like I need Deliveroo I need some kind of, ooh, where's the food <laughs> before we write this song? Or is lunch coming? If lunch is coming, okay, I'll let's stay. get to it. I'll stay. <laughs> do, you have, hey. do you have a certain, like, right, or if I'm going to write a love song, I need to have Italian so somebody gets oh, a pasta. Or do you have, like, oh, I'm going to write an R&B banger, so I need to get some udon. No, like, I need to know. The Italian is terrible in a studio because it's so carby. Obviously, yeah. pasta is my favorite food, ever, but you'll just fall asleep. Do you know what I mean? So I'll just be there. The record label will call me at the end of the session, like, so how did it go? How did it go with our top 10 artists? And I'm like, mm, I actually didn't do anything. I just slept. <laughs> so you have to eat food that's not going to make you too lethargic. So typically, I tend to go for things like ramen. I like tacos in the studio. Love a taco. Love a taco. I do like a burger, but I tend to not eat the bap in the studio. You've I've got, got some self no yeah. some self control there, lass. I see these people who are like, and I wrap it in a lettuce leaf, and I'm like, and I'd rather die. I can't do lettuce leaf. <laughs> yeah. I can't do. I can't, I can't do lettuce leaf. What the hell is that? What's your favourite burger, by the way? Oh, I like. I'm, Where do you what, were you gonna, I, what would you order? I'm a big purist, maybe like super traditional. I'd probably bore the tits off most people when I order stuff. I'm the type of person who has like a margarita pizza and things. But it's not that I'm not adventurous. Like I'll try anything. I just always go back to like a classic. So if I was having a burger, I'd do like a proper, like a nice double cheese with maybe like some bacon. I do like a good uh, Five Guys. I love Five Guys. Have you tried their hot dogs? No, but then I don't really like hot dogs. I feel like I, I don't trust the meat. I'm really sorry. I do, What is in a hot dog? Like, I just have to ask, what is in it? Do you know? Because you, if you're getting your laughing gear around it, I like to know where it's been. And that goes I for all type it. of sausages, by the way. Just that goes for all types of sausages. All types of sausages. I like to know where they've been before they're in my mouth. You know, that's a very, okay, valid, valid. I, I take that on board. I take that on board. Thank you, Vicky. That's profound. Sure. Thank, thank you. And if that ends up in one of your songs, I'm fine about it. <laughs> I can't deal with you. This editing, this podcast is going to be so funny. I can't I know. Even deal. I feel really bad for your PR who has to sit through it and be like, <laughs> no, she's not talking about writing songs about sausages. She's not doing this. But... Um, so come on, mate. let's go right back to the start. Like, what did you come from a musical family? Did, was there something that ignited in you very young that made you think, oh, this is the path for me? I did. I did. Okay. So my parents were always playing music in the house. My mum was always playing Stevie Wonder and oh. Michael Jackson and all the classics, right? That you're just obviously, we, we know so well now. But when I was young, I was like, what's that? What's that? What's that? And then I have an older sister and she would always be playing like, Busta Rhymes and Pharrell and Mariah Carey's early music and stuff. And I would always look in her CD covers. Remember the CD albums that had like, in the back, it would be like, the thank you notes. Do you remember? And it would be like, thank you to Johnny Johnny for making this song for me. And thank you to Lucy Lucy for la la la. And I'd be like, who's Lucy Lucy? And I'd look through and be like, I would always see Pharrell's name. I would always see this Pharrell. I'd be like, who's this Farrell? Who's Farrell? 
And then I figured out Pharrell was responsible for making all these songs that I love from the era of music that I love so much. And I remember that exact moment when I thought, I want to do that. I want to make, I want to help. I want to be Pharrell. (laughs) I want to be Pharrell. Do you know what I mean? And he was just, he's so talented. And I just remembered that that distinct moment of always, I would always open up the album sleeves and look at the back and look at all the notes and all the kind of science behind each hit. I'd want to know that. I think that's where my earliest memories of like really wanting to know about how to make music. So you got completely invested and obsessed from like a proper young age and it was everything about, so it was, it was actually me then songwriting that piqued your interest. It wasn't necessarily being an artist. Yeah. Well, you're right. I think I was obviously obsessed with like Mariah and Beyonce and all these people, but you're right. I was also, how do they make this? Create something. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Right. You're so right. And then what was the next steps, babe? Because obviously I've got no clue. Like I literally, am, I fell into the job I'm doing quite literally got found having a drink on a night out. And then next thing I know, I'm here 15 years later speaking to fantastic people oh like yourself. God. So I, the idea of taking like purposeful and very intentional steps to achieving your dreams is something that super impresses me. How did you, how did you come into sort of realize your dreams? How did you do it? I feel like the pivotal point for me was actually walking out of my job as a stockbroker. So I started working. Stop it, mate. What a juxtaposition. I know, I know. What a juxtaposition. Right? So different. Yeah. It's so mad. Like, I didn't even want to do it in the first place. I think it was more because like, I went to a private school and they were all like, you know, you have to do this, you have to study this, this maths or physics or be a med, be a doctor. And I was like, okay, I can, I like maths because I really love maths. I'm a bit of a geek and I found that numbers were just easy for me. So, okay, economics, I studied economics. And then from economics, they were like, okay, yeah, you can go into banking. Or So I started banking jobs when I was like 16. I remember being like a personal banker when I was like 19, still at uni. And I was like bossing around people that were twice my age. It was crazy. And I remember thinking, this still isn't giving me what I want out of life, but I'll continue. So I ended up working as a stockbroker for about a year or year and a half. And I just hated it, Vicky, so much. It's an amazing job, an amazing role. But for me, it wasn't fulfilling. It wasn't fulfilling. I felt like Neo, when he's sitting at the desk looking at those numbers rolling down his screen. That was it. It's independent. (laughs) I swear to you, that's how it felt. I've never identified so much with a film in my life. And then (laughs) even when he got chosen to choose the pill, that was me. Which pill do you choose? And one day I just walked out. I remember saying to them that I felt sick and I just never came back. Solid, solid exit strategy. <laughs> yeah, it would. And then at the same time, funnily enough, I remember moaning to my dad and being like, I want to make music. And my dad was like, all right, he had a friend. He had a friend of his that owned a studio and he would let me go there some days and take me there. And I remember I'd just go to the studio after work. I'd just rock up yeah. in my suit in my suit from Canary Wharf and they'd be like why is she dressed up in a suit and I would just go there and make songs and as I said one of these songs was What About Us by The Saturdays and it got pitched to a record label Polydor where they worked and where they were signed sorry and yeah that's that's how it all started for me that was the pivotal moment in my career crazy in that moment when the song got picked up by Polydor, when you'd walked out and gave no sort of explanation and everything was sort of falling into place, did you just think, this is right, this is what my life was meant to be? Oh, yeah, because I remember there was one night, me and my sister were driving home in the car 
and what about us had just come out and it was just like climbing up the charts I think it was like about to be number one maybe and we had it on Capital yeah radio station we were listening to Capital on the way home and then it was like well why are we waiting so long I'm sad whatever the hell it goes and no, I was just that's yeah. Rochelle. She sings with a star. She looks amazing. She's got this like wicked little denim top on. She's leaning against this like seven eleven. Babe, it's iconic, man. I so good. You. I love you. But literally, <laughs> me and my sister were like, I remember that feeling. Like, oh my gosh, is this what it means to be a songwriter? Is this what it means? This feeling. And I would be driving. I'd look, and there'd be a no white van driver next to me, and he'd have the song in his car, and I'd be like. Or I'd be in Sainsbury's picking up my lamb for Sunday. And then it would be on the speaker with Sainsbury's, babe. Like, what is this? So it's just a beautiful feeling. And that never gets old. Even after all the success I've had, I still can't get over that feeling when I'm out or in an Uber. Like it happened today, I was in an Uber and a song I wrote comes on a new Uber and you can't tell the Uber driver. I thought You know what I mean? Yeah. They're going to be like, mm, shut up, girl. Like they don't care, but you're just so excited. Yeah. <sighs> Amazing. I remember hearing once, and it's obviously, I don't know if it's still a thing now. I don't watch EastEnders myself, but I remember hearing somebody say, and I don't know if it was like Robbie Williams or somebody, but he was like, oh, you know you've made it when you hear your song played in Kathy's car on EastEnders. And I have had that. I have had that moment. Yes, I bloody have. I've made it. I've made it. Babe, I feel like there is no greater accolade as a as a songwriter. Literally reflects, you know, it's popular culture. They would they they yeah. purposely, I actually heard they pick the playlist for that calf based on, you know, popular songs at the time and what songs are really trending and reacting. So for your song to be on there, it's basically the equivalent of it being on Capital Radio One. You've made it. It's basically the UK Grammys. It's basically the UK Grammys, babe. <laughs> it is. Oh mate, I've absolutely loved talking to you in part one. I'm gonna have to talk to you about Little Mix in part two because I'm the biggest fucking fan. But also, I want to hear loads about your your own like solo stuff as well. So let's have a break and come back in part two. Okay.